Hi, and welcome to Finding Your Flow, the podcast. My name is Jen, and I'm your host. I'm inviting you here to intuitively lead and live your most aligned and expansive life. I'm an intuitive business and leadership advisor for heart-centered, impact-driven leaders, entrepreneurs, and businesses. And I'm also a supporter of women's empowerment and animal rescue work. Unlocking flow and supporting you through your next level of growth and transformation is my superpower. I found my own freedom and flow through entrepreneurship over a decade ago. And on this podcast, I'll be sharing stories and insights through the lens of my expertise and my personal experience and through inspiring conversations with my special guests. I'll be helping you navigate your most important asset, your intuition, supporting you in getting unstuck and staying on your most successful and aligned path. I want you to leave with aha moments, deep insights, clarity on your next steps, and more importantly, an inner knowing that where you are right now is perfectly aligned. Life needs you where you're at your best. Hi, everyone. Thanks for coming back to the podcast. I am really excited about today's episode because I know that money is um, is and can be a challenge for many, many people, especially us entrepreneurs, and finding our flow with money and really unlocking the capacity to receive what is meant to come to us. And also just finding um, peace and joy in spending our money is something that I think we can all work on. And you're going to see that Michelle really walks us through how important it is to feel good about what we're spending our money on and how important that is in order for us to receive more. Um, She is a very inspiring financial mentor. She's the owner of Alchemy Accounting. Um, she's a friend. She is my financial mentor, and I can't wait for you to listen to this episode. So I'm telling you, settle in with something nice to drink, um, light a candle. This is going to be a conversation, um, not in the practical way that you're used to, but in a, in a very energetic, inspiring, and empowering way. All right, let's get this podcast party started. Hey, Michelle. Hey, how's it going? Good, you? Good, good. Good. It's so nice to have you. Um, I feel very excited and honored to share your wisdom with the world because you are um, my financial coach, advisor, all things. And, um, And I also work with your team. So I'm just, you know, a huge ambassador of the work that you do. And I would love for us today to talk about um, flow as it relates to money in different, like through different angles. Um, Because I think that, especially for entrepreneurs, this is a really sticky topic. And I, I just feel like so many people struggle with finding and maintaining flow with finances. Um, so before we dive into that, I would love for you, for you to tell us a little bit about your business. So you have Alchemy uh, Accounting and Bookkeeping. Um, and there's just all kinds of amazing training and coaching and stuff happening in the business that you offer as well. But can you tell us a bit like how Alchemy came into existence? What was the inspiration and where you are now with the business? Yeah, definitely. Um, we're in our 11th year. And uh, what I what I really saw, like my background is in uh, strategic growth in for large corporations. Um, and then, you know, I had kids and all that kind of stuff. And um, 
what I was seeing was friends who had businesses. So they were small business, they were entrepreneurs. They have businesses and they didn't really understand the financial component of their business. Like they had this thing they loved to do and they couldn't figure out why they didn't have a lot of money from it. And they listened to all these people who say, do what you love and you'll make a gazillion dollars. And that wasn't their experience. And, and I started questioning, well, why is that? Right? Because I believe when you do what you love, money will flow to you. Right. And so I started questioning, like, what's this all about? Like, why, why isn't this happening for them? And so I dug into their numbers for them. Like this was just kind of doing this for a friend kind of thing and um, made some changes, um, did some things with them, like tweaks and looked at profitability and stuff like that. Price points were really low and a key um, awareness for me was understanding that most people who do things because they love them undervalue that their services or product. Um, they love it, and but they have an inherent um, kind of devaluing of themselves. And so that is expressed out into the world through their business. And so their price points were off. Mm. And they had really strong beliefs about money and value and doing business and being successful. And so then, you know, one success led to another success, which led to a lot of referrals. And all of a sudden I had a business mm. and a key component that I saw was that people didn't have accurate detailed financial records. Yes. So they might've been trying to do the bookkeeping themselves. They might've been trying to piece it together um, I know just from my own like education and career um, experience that the, the output is only as good as the input. So if the data that you're inputting is crap data, you're going to get crap data on the output and you're not going to get the accurate information. And so it's like, you got to back this up a little bit and it all starts with accurate detailed financial records. So really one of the things they needed was a good bookkeeper. Mm. And so that's what happened. Like I started, mm. you know, doing their bookkeeping, you know, doing some accounting and, um, and then had too many. And, you know, that's not my zone of genius. I can do it. It's probably my zone of excellence, but not my zone of genius. And so I live by Richard Branson's um, school of thought, which Yay! is always hire people smarter than you. Yes. <laughs> and so, uh, so I was like, I'm going to find some really good bookkeepers. I'm going to find some really good accountants and um, people who are smarter than me. And so that's what I did. I built a team that supports people and then I can support them in like the strategic planning, the forecasting, the analysis piece. And then that expanded out into, you know, business coaching, mindset coaching, that kind of thing. Yeah. I had forgotten about that piece of wisdom for Richard Branson. And I talk about him all the time because he's like, literally, he's been my business mentor. Um, and I always loved what he said about, and I feel like this is what you do in your business. He always said like, he focuses on, you know, um, taking care of his team and then he knows his team is going to take care of his clients. Right. So I just, I love Richard Branson so much. Um, and you know, just from personal experience, because I'm a client of alchemy as well. 
I don't know if you remember when I entered alchemy, how lost and overwhelmed I was. And I was like, I don't even know what's happening. Like, I don't even know what my bookkeeper did here. I'm so confused. And so like what happened for me when I came into alchemy, and I think this is really important for people to know is like, we want all these huge changes with our money and like more money coming in and more flow. But if the foundation is not taken care of, it's like we're, we're working from a rocky foundation. And when I entered alchemy and I started working with you guys, all of a sudden looking at and taking care of my money started to become light and fun. It was right. like, oh, it's fun to see these numbers. Oh, this makes sense. Oh, I understand this, you know, and just, just feeling so cared for by the team. Uh, and that, it, that released a huge weight off of my shoulders. And now there's so much more space in my, sub, in my conscious mind or subconscious mind, both, I guess, because I don't have to worry about my numbers anymore. One, because they're taken care of. And two, because I'm actually being explained what's happening with my finances. And so I feel empowered. And I think that's such an important piece um, to create more flow in it, with money in general. Um, and so many of us feel icky and heavy and scared with money. And I think that if we can get to a place where like showing up to our money is fun and empowering, it makes such a huge difference. Yeah. And that's ultimately like we provide um, accounting and bookkeeping services. We provide business coaching or whatever, but yeah, ultimately our mission is to um, help people transform their relationship with money. Yeah. Um, because money is um, it's a mirror of how you feel. Yeah. Right. It's um, it's an amplifier of your beliefs mm. and it, it shows up to show you like all of the internal processes that are going on or it doesn't show up <laughs> to yeah. show you that. Right. Yeah. And so it's like, you can do all the things um, in your business and still not have success because yeah. you have a belief, you have an experience, you have an inherited story. Like you're just holding on to this stuff. Yeah. Um, and part of that is feeling disempowered around numbers yeah. because you've been told you're not good at math or, you know, whatever it is. Right. Yeah. And in you're right. Like, I think I talk about your story a lot. Um, I actually told the team a story, a little bit of a story about you because I was like, um, I was telling them you never, you never know what's going to happen with someone. Like you meet someone, you have a conversation, maybe they decide not to be a client and then poof, two years later, they show up and be like, I'm ready. Yeah. Right. And which was your story, right? Like, I remember having that conversation, you were in Mexico and yeah. you were like, you know, it wasn't the right time. And it's like, that's okay. We're here when you're ready. And then when you do that as a business owner, mm. you know, um, you don't attach a meaning like, oh, why didn't, you know, clearly we're not good enough or that person is, you know, you judge them or something like that. If you just be like, okay, well, it's not the right timing when it is, it will work if it's meant to work. Right. And then they come back, come back in and, you know, and then you can co-create and you're so right in like the bookkeeping is the this the foundation mm. and if you do not have good bookkeeping um, and a good relationship with your bookkeeper then you're operating from like 
I always say like, like a pool that has cracks in it. Yeah. So things are leaking out, right? And the water is going down all the time and you don't understand why the water is going down all the time, right? And so it, like, it, it's just a, this is a really good question for people to ask themselves is, do I have a bookkeeper or, you know, should I get one? Is it the right time? And if I have one, do I have a good relationship with them? Mm. Can I communicate with them? Do I feel stupid or embarrassed or guilty? Am I in, am I avoiding things? Do I not want to talk to them? Mm. Um, do they not want to talk to me kind of thing? Like, do they never want to get on a call with me? Cause they'd rather communicate by email. That's okay sometimes, but what we do, which is a little bit different, um, is expect, set the expectation that a client participates in the process, mm. which is what actually gets the results. And it's the thing they don't want to do. Yeah. Right. And so it, it, it can be, if somebody's not ready, then it's not going to work. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. And I think, well, because it's, you know, when we don't feel good about money, we don't want to look at it. It's scary to show up to it, you know? So, um, I, I totally agree. And I think that, um, so I'm, I'm wondering like this readiness idea, because I know for me personally, and from so many people I've spoken to, like, we're so hard on ourselves when money is not working, like when there's something's not working and we're like, I'm doing something wrong. There's something I'm not getting. Um, and I love the idea of just, and tell me if I'm wrong here, but, um, is it possible that like money will also flow when we are ready, when we are ready to see things, when we are ready to grow when we're ready to heal all of that stuff. And in the meantime, to really just honor the process as we move towards that. And I, and I love what you said the other day in one of our coaching calls and our, well, the group coaching calls we had per month with you. You were saying like, you know, it's okay to like be aware of our trauma and like all of our PTSD around money and all that stuff, but like, don't hang out there so long, like just see it, know it. And then like, I can't remember how you said it, but it's like, what is the step forward now from here? Mm -hmm. And I think we hang out a lot in our trauma and our PTSD <laughs> around money and all kinds of things. For sure. Cause it's our comfort zone. Yeah. Right. Like we've been living in that place and our body knows that place. It knows that energetic expression. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and so it's, it's kind of easy to be there, right? It's like, you know, it's for, for many people, it's easier to be in a unfulfilled abusive relationship than to leave because they don't know what the leave is. It's the unknown and your brain doesn't like the unknown and your brain's whole focus is to, it's whole purpose is to keep you safe, right? Yeah. So keep you safe in what you don't like. Sure. That's better than the unknown because you don't know what that is. Mm. Um, and, and it's true, like not everybody in this exact moment is meant to have a million dollars flow to them and that's okay. Yeah. Right? We have to, um, it's like, it's like, we have to learn things to get to the next step. Like a mentor of mine uses like lily pads as an analogy. It's yeah. like, you got to learn this or have this experience, learn this thing to get to the next lily pad. Yeah. You have this experience and learn this thing to get to the next lily pad. And some of that's, it might be a thing you need to learn. Like you need to, I don't know, learn how to build a funnel, or mm -hmm. it might be an experience you need to have or an awareness you need to have about your own 
um, relationship with money, your own experience, uh, your own uh, maybe trauma or PTSD. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so, yeah, we don't have to, we don't have to hang out in the trauma. Yeah. But we might need to look at things and look at them like, you know, not all the time, but like, it's like that next level, right? Like I've done a lot of work around money. And right now, as my business grows, I'm doing a little bit more. Mm. Like I'm focusing in a little bit more on what's going on because in that expansion of my capacity um, in my business, there's an expansion required for me to hold a higher energy of money that mm. I haven't held and so I have to, my body has to figure that out and get used to it, right? So it's like the next lily pad. <laughs> yes, and I love that. I love that. I think it's so important to remember that like when we do step out of our comfort zone, there's like every time there's like an adaptation process because we're stepping in, like your whole system needs to adapt to this new level, this new vibration, this new energy, this new experience. And it takes time to, um, like I remember, um, I talk about this so often, but one of my favorite business books called Louder Than Words by Ted, Todd Henry, he talks about how like the only way to access our next level of genius is to place ourselves temporarily where we're going to feel mediocre. Because where we feel like an expert right now is our comfort zone, right? So we need to place ourselves somewhere where it's going to be like awkward and it's uncomfortable and we're not going to be quite sure like what's going on, you know, for a little while. And that's how we access that next level um, of expertise. And I also love that you said that like, we're not, we might not be ready to be making a million dollars right now. And I heard that this week also. So both of you and I are like really digging into human design these days. <laughs> um, and the founder, Karen of Quantum Human Design said something around those lines this week of like, if money is stuck right now, or it's not flowing or you're not making as much as you want, like there's a purpose to it. Like there's a, there's tr learning there for you. There's growth mm -hmm. there for you. Um, and I think that just helps to like, not be so such assholes with ourselves about like not being good enough or whatever, you know? Yeah. Because we call that failure, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's what we, we say, oh, well, you know, I don't have the money I want or need or, you know, my, I'm not, my business isn't bringing in the, it's not having the hundred K weeks or whatever it is. Right. And we call that failure. And what I've come to understand is failure is just an outcome different than what you expected. Mm. So that's all it is. It, and, and who am I to say what should happen? Because I'm co-creating with source, right? right? So it's not just me there's a, there's there's my plan and there's sources plan and we're co-creating together and so why is it just my way like my way or the highway money kind of yeah. thing right and so um it, you know i've come to really look at things that i um that aren't they aren't rolling out or working out the way i thought they should or i expected them to and then ask, is there something here for me to learn? Mm -hmm. Is this a redirection to something else? Um, is this uh, like a, um, a reflection, something I need to see 
because money is often a mirror and a reflection to something mm-hmm. um or is it some you know a combination of all three of those things um which is usually co- quite dramatic but that that's how i tend to look at it it's not failure it's like there's something here for you and you just have to pause yeah right and take mm-hmm. a look at it which we don't do we don't want to pause We'd want to stop because pausing is uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Because then we'd have to look at our shit. Exactly. And we think that it's all up to us. Like what you were just saying about creating with source, we think that we're the sole, you know, person who's responsible of all of this. And it's, it's so is not. And that surrender process is, is actually where most of the change and growth happens from what I've seen also just in my work. Um, yeah, like I have a group running right now and and they are, um, they're really excited, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of talk in there around like, I have to do this, I have to do that, da, 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 all this stuff, right? Sure, we have to take action. Yeah. I said, but also lean back and relax on, like this is a very sacred container and there is work being done in here that you don't actually have to do anything. Mm. right and you have to be able to trust that not everybody can right I get that um I never could before I was like no 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 it's up to me to do because that was my story right so um when you're willing to look at your story and change it then things change yeah absolutely And I have to say, like, I'm just circling back to what we were talking about before, about like when you're ready to get the support with your finances and business. I wish so much that I would have had this kind of support from the beginning, because I find that when, when you start taking care of this, when things are simple, then you just build on that after. And it's so like, you don't have to then show up with like such a big mess (laughs) to take care of. And you're, you're getting the clarity as you go, instead of like a lot of people that I work with that I coach are like, Oh, should I, I don't, I'm just starting my business. Should I, should I get a bookkeeper now? Uh, yeah. Like that's, that's my personal thought because you're, again, it's building a foundation from the start that you can grow from, you know? So. Um, and if you don't get it now, you're going to pay for it later. Exactly. And then it's, it's just what it is. You come in, like when I came in with like a, yet a mess of three years to deal with and like you know there was just and it was overwhelming it, you know it's fine I thank god I had you guys but it's just it, it it creates a sense of ease and peace from the beginning so I think that's important um okay I want to talk about like this is literally the favorite thing my favorite thing that you've been talking about lately resonance um so I would love for us to talk about resonance and so I'd love to hear your thoughts on resonance and I'd love to hear from you. What do you feel is the thing that keeps people stuck with money the most? Like what is the recurring thing that you just see over and over again that is keeping people stagnant? And then what have you seen that creates beautiful flow Mm -hmm. for entrepreneurs? Yeah, so the thing that keeps people stuck is shame. Mm. I just got chills when you said that. Yeah, every time. Hmm. It all comes down to shame. Uh, Embarrassment, guilt, shame, um, judgment on on yourselves. Um, Money stories usually boil down to shame. 
whether it, whether the story is not enough or even to like more than enough mm. there's still shame if there's a, a situation like a block kind of like a you know something going on um shame leads to financial chaos yeah every time right so um I sometimes joke that like shame is like a lead backpack. Like you can't rise when you're wearing a lead backpack, mm. right? And so you gotta, you really gotta dig into um, your story. Uh, you know, the things you heard your parents say, your grandparents, your experience with money, your own personal transactional thing. Like, did you come into, make a lot of debt or, do you feel like you got to work hard to make money? Like, what's your story? Mm -hmm. um, what are you carrying around? And, and a fun, um, well, it's not really fun. I shouldn't say fun, <laughs> but interesting ex exercise to do about this is to um, push record on your phone and talk to money um, as if it was your boyfriend or girlfriend or partner. Ooh, that would not be a pretty conversation for me. <laughs> yeah. It's not. When I did that, um, a coach that I have um, had me do that exercise. And I, my, mine was like, you're not going to be there. Mm. I can't rely on you. You come and go. Um, I'm always left alone to deal with it. And that's my relationship with men. That's my relationship with my family. And I was like, oh, <laughs> so my relationship with money is actually no different than my relationship with men in the past and my relationship with my family. Wow. And even my friends. Right. And so I was like, oh, so this is actually a thing, right, that I need to look at. Right. And then then be like, how do you want to talk to money? Mm. right which is I feel and this is like I feel relaxed I feel comfortable I feel so easy being with you mm. right which is the relationship that I want to have <laughs> with men yeah. with my family with my friends right yeah. so that's how I realized that money is it's a mirror and it's an amplifier of what we believe about everything else in our life and what we believe about ourselves because when I really took a look at myself, I realized that that's what I thought about myself. I can't rely on you. You're not here for me. It's not safe. And if you don't feel safe, like if your body doesn't feel safe, money is not going to land. Yeah, this is crazy. Like you're just, I'm, I'm listening to you. I'm going to do this exercise because immediately what I hear for me is like, you're so stubborn. Why do you make me work so hard? Why is it so difficult? You're so, I'm so frustrated. Like that's, you know, and I, if I look at that, that's actually how I often feel about a lot of different things in my life as well. This is a really powerful exercise. So thank you for sharing that. I hope everyone's going to do it. Cause I think, um, yeah, it's so it's insightful. So interesting. Like I was blown away by that. Right. And, and that is something that will um, unlock the flow. Yeah. Right. Like just seeing that and um, 
you know, making a, a different decision, like being really conscious about how you want to feel, how you desire to feel. If we, uh, I made a firm commitment this year to only do things and only be with people that I desire to do or be with mm. from like a deep desire, not from a should have or could have, or, you know, have to Yeah. from a desire. And if I don't desire it, one, I might need to look at my thinking, like, why don't I desire it? Make sure there's not anything weird there. Yeah. But if I don't, then I'm not going to do it. And I don't have to feel guilt or shame about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's something that we can all do more of. Absolutely. Um, sorry, my dog is having a little moment on her bed. Doggies are part of podcasts here. <laughs> right? She's digging her her pretend hole in the earth through her bed. Oh my God, that's awesome. <laughs> um, okay, so that's amazing. So what have you seen that just unlocks people's flow that really gets people to skyrocket? Um. Probably the, um, the money date ritual. So if anybody wants to do this, they can find this as a free download on my website. It's like a workbook. Um, what I realized, and this is interesting, right? Cause it kind of goes into the whole aspect of like how you talk to money, like as your lover kind of thing. But um, I realized that when I was interacting with my money, I was either checking my bank or paying my bills or whatever. Uh, I was, I was super grateful for money coming in. And then I was resentful for paying bills. Or I was resentful for this time where I had to go and do these things with my money. Um, and so I started um, doing a money date. So a weekly money date. So one, I don't show up to that, you know, feeling like crap right? So I kind of like show up to it like I would a date with some, a date with uh, Jason Momoa, let's say, right? So I'm not going to show up to that date, like looking like shit and feeling like shit, right? So I'm going to show up and like set the stage. So I like candles. So I have always have a candle, maybe incense. I'll have, you know, my favorite drink, whatever that is, that could be your green juice or your coffee or whatever it is for you. Maybe there's music playing in a place that I feel like inspired by and just start looking at your money, mm. right? And blessing it, right? Saying like opening up your bank account and writing down like, oh, this is how much money I have in the bank, right? This is, uh, this is how much is in my savings. You know, I'm so grateful you know, I bless this money, I bless this sacred space. Um, and, and then looking at uh, how much money is owed to you. So if you have a business, do clients owe you money? Um, and then and looking at the transactions, right? Like becoming more empowered and comfortable around this part. Um, it, you, other people might owe you money. So writing that down, you know, my brother owes me $200 or whatever it is, right? You might have money in your wallet. I've got 50 bucks in my wallet. I'm grateful for that. Um, and then looking at what you owe. So that might mean looking at your credit cards. Again, blessing this sacred space, right? Credit is an incredible blessing. 
not everybody can get it, right? Yeah. So be grateful for it. Don't like, you know, damn it to hell, right? Mm-hmm. And look at the transactions. Are you grateful for those things? Can you find gratitude for those things? Um, and write that down. Who else do you owe money to? Do you owe money to your brother? Do you owe, you know, somebody that you haven't paid the bill? Pay the bill now if you if it's that time when you should do that. Um, and then think about and, and journal how you're feeling. Journal how you want to feel. Like notice that gap, right? When you first start doing this, it feels uncomfortable. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Don't judge yourself. Just be like, this feels really uncomfortable. Or, you know, I don't like doing this. That's okay. Make a commitment that you're going to continue to show up, right? Just like you would for a best friend, just like you would for, you know, a partner. Show up and cultivate and nurture that relationship through gratitude. You might have some forgiveness in there. You might uncover a story, right? You might find, oh, you know, I had hundred thousand dollars in the bank last week and now I have two thousand dollars like obviously I made some kind of drastic error here or something right and it's like I don't know did you maybe not right um but be in it be in that energy and consciously decide what you what you do want um and if you do that every week you will shift your relationship and very naturally, you're, um, you become more empowered and you're, you'll get more detailed in your financial records Yeah, because you're looking at it. I know it's so like, I was stuck in this for so many years until I discovered profit first, just it, no, the blinders on. It was easier to just be like, I hope everything works out. <laughs> I'm not looking here. And when I started to just look at my money on a regular basis, things changed drastically. And, it, and then it becomes less scary. It's like the monster under the bed. There is no damn monster. If you just look, there's no monster. It's really not that bad, you know? And everything, um, well, this is like Marie Forleo's quote, but like everything is figure outable. Like there's just, there's always a solution. And, you know, so I love that. And I really love what you say often about um, the importance of feeling good about the money going out. Like you actually, I feel like you talk even more about how you feeling good about money going out than coming in. Can you talk a bit more about that? Yeah, it's really, really easy for us to be grateful for money coming into our bank account. And then so often we feel resentful about the money going out or the, there's a feeling of lack there, right? Like, oh, I, you know, I need to kind of keep on hold of this or, yeah, which is hoarding energy and hoarding energy is lack. Yeah. Right. Um, so, so really like when you think about money as energy and as impact money is as energy is circulating all the time. So it's not really ours to like hoard mm. and hang on to. And then, and, you know, people say like, can't take it with you. You can't. Right. So like, it's supposed to circulate like energy. It doesn't go away, right? Whether money is the dollars and bill, like the bills and the coins we have right now, or it's cryptocurrency for the future, whatever it is, it's energy. 
-hmm. it's circulating all the time. So be part of that circulation and gratitude. So if you have, if you find yourself with like, like for me, this was my phone bill. I would get like these $500 phone bills every month. And, you know, it's like my kids are on the phone bill. All the, and I was just like, oh, this phone bill drives me crazy, right? Every month it seems to go up. And then if I travel, they add in all this stuff. And yeah. And so I found myself being quite resentful for the phone bill. Yeah. And then I was like, well, if I received $500, I would actually be, be really grateful for that. And I'd be blessing it. So why aren't, if I believe in this circulation thing, why aren't I not grateful for the circulation um, of this money, right? Yeah. So getting grateful for like, okay, I got this phone, but what does your phone provide? It's amazing mm -hmm. technology that keeps me in communication with friends, family, all these things, right? I can work from anywhere through my phone. Like it provides me so much, right? And so when we, when we can express gratitude and bless that money as we release it, um, we shift the energy of it. Yeah. Which shifts the energy in all of it, right? Yeah. And, and it really, um, like through that, it expands. Right. Because we're not, we're not in lack. We're not holding on for dear life. Right. We're releasing it into circulation. And, and even when we have a business, like my business is, you know, it, it's, it's very successful. Um, and it'll be more successful. And we've created like a micro economy around the business. Mm -hmm. When we think about the the money coming in, it circulates. It doesn't sit in my personal bank account. Some of it does, but it circulates to all of these people who get to circulate that money out in the world, which is different than money coming in, money going out. Yeah. Right. And, and so we can be grateful. I'm so incredibly grateful for the, the clients that work with us that provide the inflow of money um, so that we can provide a great um, job for somebody <clears throat> that we can provide, you know, um, income to amazing contractors and consultants that support the work that we're doing in the world. And everybody benefits in that situation, right? Yeah. Yeah, I noticed for me also one thing that really helped and I do this every quarter now I go through my budget. And I look at not even like the ROI on things. I look at, do I value this? Uh -huh. Does it, is this important to me? Like if I, or, or like, am I happy with the service I'm getting from this company? For example, like, you know, let's say my cell phone company is offering me like awful customer service and I just don't feel supported or cared for. Well, then I'll change cell phone companies, for example, you know, or like whatever it is. So um, I do that regularly to make sure that like everything I'm, paying and then if I know if I value it I should not be feeling resentful about paying it right so yeah like I call that the magical art of money mm -hmm. right because does does this does this income stream spark joy does it bring happiness does it make you feel excited and fulfilled and does this expense bring you joy does yeah. it do you feel good about it do you feel happy about it do you feel like this company stands for your values yeah. Right. 
Um, I recently started, like I decided not to eat anything from the ocean. Mm. Right. And that was a really big deal for me because I come from a commercial fishing family. And, but that's my, that's my decision based on what feels good to me. Yeah. Right. So, you know, if, if, I don't know, like a company that I'm buying something else from is connected somehow to, I don't know, tuna fishermen or something, then I'm not going to do business with them anymore. Right. Right. And I'm not going to judge it. They can do what they want. But for me, it's, it's not in my resonance. Yeah. I was just going to say all of this, and I just got chills as you said that all of this comes back to resonance. Right. And so, and I think we forget that piece when we talk about money, because if the, if things are not in resonance, that there's an immediate block and flow. Um, and so it's really important to take the time to slow down. And this is the thing that I have noticed. You cannot see or feel what is not in resonance if you don't slow down. If you don't take time, like that pause, that stop, like you were saying, you know? And I think that that money date once a week is that pause. And if you do that every week, you get to actually not just see your numbers, but you get to like feel like, how does this feel? How, like you, 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 you go below the surface of money. And I think that that's when you access um, just really great stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's very powerful. Mm-hmm. And um, okay, before we tie things up, I'm just curious, do you have anything from your personal journey or personal stories that you would like to share that would be relevant or even just hopeful for people like I remember the other day reading about that story about going to the grocery store and like with the card and all that stuff because sometimes we forget that like we're all just human on a very similar journey what has been your relationship with money yeah so you know my mom passed away when I was nine and so I had to, my brothers are 14 and 16 years older than me. And so, and we were, my, they were commercial fishermen. My dad was as well. And so I had a lot of responsibility at a young age. Mm-hmm. Um, so my mom was sick for quite a while. And so even before she passed away, I had responsibility for things that, you know, most kids don't have responsibility for. Um, and what I realized is that that, uh, that that was like the start of me feeling like I needed to be in control around money. Mm. And um, if I felt uh, out of control, then um, I would I would be like I would be um, doing things to uh, like self-sabotage. Right. And so as I started, like through my journey, I use money to control people. I use money to hurt people. Mm. I realized that I had a lot of power with money, almost like magical power, right? Like I could kind of throw my money spell at somebody and they would be really hurt Mm. or they would be, I could control them through that. I could um, create relationships and end relationships through money, through Mm. financial transactions. And so I was, I was really good at that, right? Like 
um, I stole money from my dad's girlfriend, which caused a huge commotion, which mm -hmm. got me a lot of attention because I wanted his attention. Right? right. I got my boyfriend into a huge amount of debt, um, which caused a huge commotion. And I got a lot of attention. Right. Because I didn't feel like he was paying attention to me. Right. Mm -hmm. um, I, I manually created a feast and famine cycle, which is the cycle that my family lived in being commercial fishermen. Um, so I manually manipulated that through debt and savings and this weird thing that I created. Like I would get into a huge amount of debt, pay it off and be fine. Huge amount of debt, pay it off and be fine. And I would do that over and over and over again uh, because that's where that's what I had grown up with and where I was comfortable. Yeah. Right. And so um, it was you know, when I was in my marriage and building my business and found myself in a huge, like $80,000 worth of debt again, um, and my marriage was falling apart, um, I realized like, you got to look at this, like, you got to look at how you are using money to control people, to control yourself, to hurt people, um, and, and realize that actually, you're really good at this, but is that a good thing? <laughs> right. But what's beautiful about that is that, so this is, money can be powerful in a destructive way or in a constructive way. And so you flip yeah. that because now you're using your money in such a power. Like I see it because I'm in your business with you guys supporting you. Like you're using your money in such a powerful way. We even just think about like, um, what you guys do, like giving back every month, you know, you choose uh, an organization or a cause that you believe in and you give back. So you've, you're still using that same power, but in a way that is building instead of destructing. Totally. Totally. Yeah. And I think that was my, that was one of my decisions. Um, when it really came down to it was like, I know that I, you know, I, this is, I understand now that not everybody has this um, awareness or relationship with money that I do. Mm -hmm. And I always thought, well, this is how it is for everybody. But by working with lots of people and talking to lots of people and having a lot of coaching and help on this, I understand that it's not everybody's experience. Right. Wow. And so I, I get that this is, this has been a gift for me. And every single step along the way has been part of what I needed to go through to have the next experience, mm -hmm. right? And so now I'm in a position to not only speak from authority, because I know what it feels like, right? Um, but make very, very conscious decisions about money. Yeah. Not necessarily to decisions to do, more decisions about about success, about money, about how I want to live, about um, how money is expressed in the world around me, mm. which can lead to, you know, decisions to do things. But right. those decisions about are more important than, than the decisions to do. Yeah. And, you know, what I love is that, like, we literally all have that power within us, you know, to do that. So I think yeah. that is the hopeful piece um, for everyone. Um, well, I know you need to go. So we're going to tie this up with a nice ribbon. Um, I am going to, um, 
put all of the links to your website and social with the show notes of the podcast. Um, I just want to say like, again, from a client perspective that um, the journey with alchemy is so amazing because you not only get like the practical, you know, monthly support of like taking care of your finances, but we get, you know, calls every month. I think there's two calls every month with you, Michelle, or someone from the team, just teaching us any like things about mining. We have Q and a sessions. Um, and then there's the whole piece of the business where we can work with you on more of like energetic mindset and stuff like that. So it's such a holistic experience. Um, so if someone just wants to like get a first touch point with alchemy, what, what would you say would be the best way to, to do that? What would be the first step? Well, I think check out our website. There's a lot of information on there, right? Um, which is alchemyaccounting.ca. We support um, entre entrepreneurs across North America. Um, so that's probably a good place. You can also uh, like follow me on social media. I do a lot of education and, and speaking. Um, so Michelle Cooper on Facebook and Michelle B. Cooper on Instagram. Uh, the money date uh, journal workbook thing um, is on the website as an uh, opt-in. So it's, it's uh, like that used to be a paid program that I offered people. So there's a lot of value in that. And I would encourage people to get started with that. And um, really, even if you don't hire us as your bookkeeper, hire a bookkeeper. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> I totally high five that because it's life changing. Like if you're an entrepreneur, it's just, it's like the foundational thing that you need, I feel. So yeah, definitely high five that. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. This is amazing. I love this conversation. Thank you. I feel like we could chat for hours about this, but I will let you go to your next appointment. Thank you for hanging awesome. out and uh, awesome. I can't wait to put this out into the world. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks so much, Jen. I'll see you're you awesome. soon. Thank you. Thank you so much for spending time with me here today. I want to leave you with this little bit of wisdom. The actions you're not willing to take or the decisions you're not willing to make are the ones that will change your life. Trust your intuition, take the leaps, follow what you know to be true, even if it's not always easy or convenient. Your words mean the world to me. So if you have a moment, please share them by leaving a review of the podcast or sending me a testimonial. And I would love if you would share this episode wherever you feel called to. If you want to connect with me, you can find me over at jenniferjaneyoung.com or on Instagram at jennifer.jane.young.com.